Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 331, Hobbs and Shaw, lap 13. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And this episode is brought to you by Shaw X Manufacturing. Shaw X Manufacturing is a family-owned and operated company with over four decades of experience in the earth-moving industry, so we know how it works and what you need. Shout out to Shaw X. Well, shout out to Shaw X and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. With us tonight to talk about Hobbs and... I was going to call it Shaw and Hobbs because the, the sponsor. Ah, okay, tonight, they, it tonight, worked. It worked. Tonight, it's Shaw and Hobbs. No, it's Shaw not. And I'm, Hobbs. I'm not going to... That's That feels so awkward to say. Terrible mouthfeel. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, with us today to talk about Hobbs and Shaw, returning guest. Do you know where you love her? I think it was this guest who, in like lap three or four, very early on, gave us a theory about like Mia's baby versus uh, like th- this baby We've been theory. riding this. We've been riding this for a while. We pitched there's, it There's a been lot. other theories that we've carried, but this is well, this is one of the early ones where just like, whoa, this is probably true. Fury 7 paving the way. If you're, you know, diehards know her. She's got a new show, Bravo Replay, out now every Tuesday. That's correct. Cool. With us today once again is Kate Hudson. Hello, Kate. Guys, I'm so glad to be back. Thank you so much I'm for joining to us to talk about back. Hobbs and Shaw. Is this here's a here's a kickoff question? Would you say Hobbs and Shaw is the most reality TV show of any Ooh, of the Fast and Furious movies? Good question. No. Oh, not Which at one all. Do you think is? Which one do you think is? Oh, okay. And can you also compare? I don't. I, I won't be able to know if you're telling the truth or lying. Can you compare Hobbs and Shaw to your favorite Housewives? I absolutely can do that. So cool. okay, I cool. think. Fate of the Furious is the most reality show because we've got the dead baby mama. We've got. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Fair. fair. Right. Mm-hmm. We have a mid cast exit. That's where they first really lay the groundwork to go to space. So like a ridiculous storyline. I, I mean, it's it's not the strongest. In I, I would like to make an argument though, Kate, that in Fast 10, there's a part of it that is the most reality-based part, which is just that they show you everything that has happened up until that point. Mm. Mm. And then, because mm. like, the recaps are a big part of a lot of the reality that I watch. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, you have to tell me what's your reality. Just give me one reality. Oh, what are we on right now? Uh, We've been watching The Golden Bachelor. Oh. We've been watching um the new, the new 90 Day is Good. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, I mean, that's not really trashy enough for me. Gold, uh, 90 days good, but not- No, I, I want I want Creepy Sisters back. I'm with you. I like the real trash. Creepy Sisters, Creepy Moms. Yeah. All, the, all those, like, TLC ones. Like, Creepy but, um, Sister Moms. Like, come on. Yeah, that's, that's like, top tier for me, too. But I, I don't think they've had any new ones. We're, like, all caught up, so. Oh, um, well, I mean, I, I revisit Rock of Love Season 3 on the bus, Probably every other year. It's my. It's. It is. You can never top that as far as reality shows go. Rock of Love was great. God, it was so good. But to go, sorry, to go back to the original question. Yes, yes, yes. Hobbs and Shaw have a real sort of frenemy banter, which is essentially all of the housewives. So mm-hmm. if okay, I, right. So like, if I had to pick one that your general listener would know, I'm going to say Bethany Frankel. Yeah, yeah, I know Hobbs, her. Right? Everyone knows Bethany. She's okay. a smart ass. She's a quick talker. She's all talk, though, so that's Hobbs because, you know, 
Hobbes doesn't do much anymore. And then for Shaw, it's someone who is a little darker. You know what? It's it's going to be somebody with a little bit more of an edge. So I'm going to pick another really, really famous. I'm going to go with Lisa Vanderpump from Real House of Beverly Hills. PPR. That's a good one. Right? Yeah. And they're both English. They both have that sharp tongue. And they both have shady pasts that you don't really know about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. That's a good joke. Spot on. <laughs> I know my housewives. Yes, I, I would hope it, it would be so weird if you were hosting a Bravo show and you didn't know your like. I don't want. I don't really mess with the housewives, but I do have a Bravo show. It's like, well, I guess I mean you could, but it feels like that's kind of necessary appointment viewing. Oh God, yeah. Wait, what's your Bravo show? Me? I don't have one. Oh, I thought you said you had a Bravo show. No, no, I'm saying oh. you have a Bravo show. Oh, you're, yeah. you're literally hosting a Bravo show. Oh, I do, I do. I thought you were to say, well, Housewives isn't, but Below Deck is mine. And I was about to. Is your is your top is your top get for the show Andy Cohen? No, is he, so this, is he like is he like like god tier of like guest? Well, no, you guys know me, so I never go for the obvious pick. I never go for the one like the fair, right? Like I want okay. the friend of like one hit wonder season, like one and done. So for me, I'd love to get like oh, Laura Lee from Vanderpump Rules, who got broken up with outside an AA meeting and then left, and returned. Like that's someone who I would want to talk. That to. that's that's awesome. Yeah, that would make. That would make a ton of sense. Like some bus boy in the back of Vanderpump Rules. Oh God, yeah, that's the dream, right? I okay. I will say, and this is going to sound like a, a cop out excuse, is that like I don't watch Bravo shows because I I've seen them before and I get sucked in in a way that annoys me, and also I have so <laughs> much to watch already that I'm just like because I can't half watch something if I'm watching something I'm watching something, and I know that like to a certain extent a lot of these shows are designed to like have on while doing other stuff like folding laundry or just oh, like yeah. you know, working or whatever. But my brain doesn't work like that, and so if I'm watching, I'm watching. I'm like I don't want to be watching this, and it's the same like I will put in the same bucket as anime for me. Like I'm sure I would enjoy a lot of both. I don't have the bandwidth. I can't do either. And also, there's don't. 70 million hours uh-huh. of all of them. Yeah. Well, my friend, my friend Lily uh, watches a bunch of shows, and she also listens to sorry, Kate, a different Bravo podcast. But they're like they put out like no joke, 16 episodes of the podcast per week. Like they, their oh, yeah. recaps of each episode have now become two episodes of the podcast. So if there's like eight episodes they're covering of TV, they're putting out 16 episodes a week about that. Insane. Plus Insane. bonus that episodes. Time. Who has that? So we are a trivia podcast because, frankly, there's one, a lot of recap podcasts out there. But Mm -hmm. two, it's who, when you do have this much lore, if you will, that it's fun to go revisit it. It's fun to go back to 10 years ago when people had worse eyebrows and less money. It's fun. It is. Yeah, It, it definitely is. So, Kate, you've not been on the show in a while. There's been a couple of movies that have come out since you were on the show. Do you have revised Fast and Furious rankings? Because let me see, when when you were last on rankings, Kate Hudson. Stopped at Kate eight. That's Hudson. my guess. We had through, no, we had through Hobbs and Shaw. So we don't have mm-hmm. nine. We don't have ten. Yeah. Okay. So can you please hit us with your rankings, your new rankings, either from top down or bottom up? Because last time, if you'll remember, you had a tie at number one. Did I say five and seven for number one? You had five and seven at yeah, number one. Yeah, it, it hasn't changed. Like, okay. I, I, this is sacrilege, but I'm sure you guys kind of agree the new ones aren't that good, to be honest. They're different. It's, 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 I don't understand how we went from a street gang stealing DVD players in number one to now we're in space. There's, there's, yeah. It's, it's a soap opera, right? It's a soap opera. So it's, I'm going to put, 
it's, this is I'm gonna put ten at last, nine and mm. second to last. I I just I haven't had enough time to watch them hungover on my couch yet. They haven't okay. gone into the rotation. Sure. Um, I know you guys love Tokyo Drift, but that's gonna be my third last. I just that guy is. Ugh, I just don't like his stupid hair. We know you have issues with Sean. It's okay. It's long. It's long. Long established on this podcast. I really do. Okay, and then from there we're gonna go with. I don't like eight as much either. So I'm going to rank eight fourth mm-hmm. last. Then we're going to go for fifth last. Let's go with number four because there's not much going on. Okay. Sixth last, or I guess now we're. Sixth last is in the middle. You're, yes, you're in a hardly order right now. Yeah, that's number that's number six because it's Which cool one? when you crush the tank. Okay. okay. We, we have the other Shaw brother. Then we're going to go with two. I love it. The We Hungry is great, but there's yes. just more going on. Then I'm going to go one because mm-hmm. you, you got to give respect to the the OG. Then I go three. Wait, you have three. You have three low, not three. Oh, sorry. I, I, I'm at my third last one. So it's then I'm on the third last four? counting from the bottom up. Yeah, this is so complicated. I love uh, I was following. It's okay. I love that. Okay, so then it's going to be four. Then you already I'm... had four. You already had four. Did the, I, only did I four? the only one you're missing is Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, Hobbs. Oh, I don't like that one that much. Put that back. Put that. You know what? It's better than three. Okay. And then I'm still tied for five and seven. I if I, if I had if you guys put a gun to my head, even though there are no guns allowed now in the Fast and Furious franchise. I would put five slightly above seven, but it's it's not mathematically significant. So here's the rankings as I interpreted your your brain. And let's see if this is right or not. So at, from the top down, we top have down. five and seven. Yes. Then one. Yes. Then two. Yes. Then six. Yeah. Then four. Yep. Then eight. Yep. Then Hobbs. Yep. Then Tokyo Drift. Yep. F9, Fast 10. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That works. I haven't had time to fall in love with the new babies yet, especially when there's eight other movies I already know I love better. And also so much Bravo to watch. So much. You guys, that doesn't even inca- like account for the fact that every night I fall asleep to a Law & Order rerun on my couch. I do love Law & Order. SVU, SVU mainly yep. for me. Yep. But um, have you, oh, Kate, have you seen that Pluto has like the old CSI channel segregated too? Don't say segregated. What I mean, that's I. I didn't mean it in a bad. I, they, they're literally like there's Miami, there's regular, oh. there's New York. Like you can pick which one, and Pluto will just like run all the episodes. So like we often cut in some uh, CSI at night as well. I love that. I fall asleep every night to it. I call it first sleep, and then I wake up around one, and then I go to my real bed, and then I call that second sleep. Are you a hobbit? I kind of am, actually. <laughs> And I have my 11Zs, and then I go to second yes. <laughs> So now, Kate, there, this entire lap, there's a couple different things we're doing. One of the things that we're doing is we recently discovered a feature on IMDb called Crazy Credits. Are you Ooh. familiar with Crazy Credits? Of, you guys just discovered that? Well, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Short answer, yes. Because <laughs> when I was a little turd in 1997, my friends and I would add fake crazy credits to crazy credits. Oh. oh, Kate, you were like our dream guest. Yeah, like we used to, I still remember we would add fake quotes to Titanic when it came, when it came out. I remember we added, shit, it's an iceberg. <laughs> some dork at some point took them all down, but yeah. So there are three crazy credits for 
Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. I will break it to you. They're not crazy. They're oh. they're exactly what you think it's going to be. So the first crazy credit to the number two, not spelled out T-W-O. So this is not following AP style. You don't start a sentence with the number. You start it with the letters. Yeah. Two mid-credit scenes with Ryan Reynolds and uh. one post-credit scene with Hobbs getting his own back on Shaw for his airport okay. stop and search. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 85 up, one down. Overwhelmingly, <laughs> people are like, that's a crazy credit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the other undertow of this, Kate, is that it's just describing the credits and everybody fucking loves it. no other thing on in existence that you can get 85 <laughs> of 86 people to agree on other than this is crazy a crazy credit. credit. Yeah. It's people who know about crazy credits and don't value their time enough to go vote on crazy credits. Agree. Number two, <laughs> there is an end credit scene in addition. So this is like building off the previous crazy credit. Okay. There is an end credit scene in addition to the two mid credit scenes. The end credit scene involves Ryan Reynolds character talking to Hobbs on phone. And the scene is the follow up of the first mid credit scene. 24 up, zero down. Did Ryan crazy. Reynolds write these crazy credits? Honestly, maybe whoever wrote these doesn't have like has good English, but not good grammar. So I don't know. <laughs> Canadian. The third and final crazy credit dialogue continues under the first part of the closing credits. 50 up, three down. But that one kind of sucked. I that, see why three that people hated seems it. Like the most. <laughs> Not the craziest credit, but the thing that's most worthy of calling out in this section on IMDb. I was just making a joke because none of these make any fucking sense. I know, that's I like... know, I agree. But I'm just trying, like, I don't know, man. This is my it's... new hobby now. I'm going to go into all the crazy credits of a movie and just downvote them. Oh, Kate, you are my hero. I love when you say stuff <laughs> like this. That's incredible. Every movie you watch, you just say like, oh, yeah, crazy credits. Let me just go downvote all of these. <laughs> just be a fucking hater. Joe in the last month is like, I hope you're either upvoting or downvoting these. I'm like, dude, I can't. I'm trying to be impartial for science. I can't meddle with the crazy credits here. But you can, Kate. I'm going to. I'm going to somehow get a list of all the movies you guys are going to do and just go in and downvote them. Yeah, do it. Or go in and add crazy credits beforehand and we'll read them on the episode. <laughs> well, that's like, the thing. Like Joey and Joe suck. How did the main started dealing with that? Because like, like a movie that was like so obviously like widespread, like so bad it's good to come out. Like a movie like The Book of Henry or whatever oh, that like people movie. would write reviews or they would know like you know before a live tour how does get made would like announce all the movies they're doing on the tour and people would go write crazy reviews for the things like we can't write these like we can't read these because like you're ruining that's not like the part of the game you know what I mean but like yeah you need to to keep it honest but Kate if you do it we'll read it. I, I well, here's the problem, guys, and I speak from firsthand experience. IMDb is no longer the Wild West. You can't just put stuff on there and expect them to keep it up. Unfortunately, Mister Wes Hampton agrees. <laughs> so, so here is uh, a thing that was emailed into us, Kate. I want to start. I want to start the conversation like this because this is the way that I watch it. You don't. You don't know this unless you listen to the episode that just came out yesterday, which I'm assuming you didn't. But you know, if you far. did, maybe you're the super fan. Maybe the super fan that we have always wanted. We had a new listener, a new patron, Randy Carter, emailed in a very long email. He had a lot of theories about a lot of different things. And part of the email, if you'll remember, Joe, was his chronological cut of all the movies. 
Yes, he did. He laid it out by and, minute for us. It yeah, was awesome. And Kate, not just like, oh, watch three after six, right? But it was like literally scene by scene, like taking like the flashbacks out of nine, putting them in the beginning of the, of the thing and like really doing everything from start all to All the finish. work. He did all the work. Yeah. Wow. It was beautiful. But not included, he made a note to mention, not included is Hobbs and Shaw because he doesn't know... Number one, they basically like sidearmed this. Like they're just like, hey, this is not exactly, you know, who knows? They don't really reference this. It doesn't reference the other movies, whatever. But he also said that like we don't know when it takes place. It might take place in the future. And so I was thinking about it in like, and again, like it doesn't really truly change the way that you watch the movie. But it, it thirteen times in or whatever, however many times we talked about this movie in particular, it changed the way that I thought about like. What if this was set in the future? Like, what if the reason Hattie is not crossed over or whatever is because she doesn't exist? Like, she's like 12. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And I just thought, like, as someone who has changed our our minds, changed the way that we think about the show, uh, about, like, the franchise and the lore and the babies and whatever, would your viewing of this movie be different, Kate, if, if this was set, say, 10 years in the future? Like, after whenever Eleven comes out or whatever the final movie is going to be called – if this movie is like 10 years after that, like would that change the way you think about this, view this, understand what happens in this movie? No, but because I'm an asshole, here's where my mind went, that this takes place in the future and everyone else is dead because Vin Diesel became a family annihilator and killed his entire Ooh, family. Okay. Oh, okay. Right? He like drowned them all in the bathtub or something? Something, or he sent them into space or like left them. In, oh, he, right? he shoots them into space. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like that. So what if it's it's not that they're not there, it's that they can't be there. And now Hobbs and Shaw is just a movie of Hobbs and Shaw's trauma while Shaw still has a family and Hobbs is coming to terms with the fact that his adopted family is no more except for his daughter. It's just trauma bonding. Yeah. I like that. I do like that. I mean, I guess realistically it can't take place too far in the future because we know that Samantha Hobbs is not really aged, right? But like... Unless this is his second daughter that he another, named after Another his... daughter named Samantha. Etion cloned her. Yeah. And gave her a second one. Yeah, because his other daughter, you know... Was murdered by it. Vin Diesel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And maybe that... it ble- Okay, guys. What if that... <laughs> That's why Vin Diesel and uh, The Rock are no longer like cool with each other because The Rock became a method actor and he knew that this is how the Fast and the Furious franchise will end. Oh, and so he hates Vin not because Vin like, you know, was a diva on set, but he's like, you are one day going to murder all of my all the oh, other characters in this yeah. movie. I'm going to preemptively hate you in real life. Yeah, because we know The yeah. Rock takes his acting seriously. Oh, for sure. I think I think Kate that you've laid out more of the storyline than Fast and the Furious ever has mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah, yeah. I just it, it, you heard it here first, folks. For next time, <laughs> when the final movie comes out, because like a when Eleven of- comes out and Vin Diesel kills everyone, we are gonna lose our fucking minds. And they're also like, you know what? That baby, it was meant to be me as baby. You're like, oh my god, Kate. <laughs> Kate was right the whole time. Both those things. Because like a lot, a lot of the action in this movie. So like I think I think one knock, understandably so, that a lot of people have against this movie is that it kind of feels sort of it doesn't really feel like a Fast and Furious movie, it kind of feels like a generic action movie. Yes. And I think a lot of that is because it's like the sort of type of futuristic action we've seen in a lot of movies. But it feels also so different from the Fast and Furious action that it yeah. kind of makes sense to set it in the future, sort of. Well, and don't forget that it just Elba is like some bionic man. That's that's that was the main thing that I was like, yeah, this makes mm-hmm. sense for me, Kate, because mm-hmm. it's like yeah, he's a fucking half cyborg. So yeah. 
we don't have those yet. It's not 2030 yet. Yeah, 2030 would be dead on. And then the 20 and then Fast and Furious would call it like 2045 and then they would just pretend like the timeline made sense and keep going with it. I to bring this back to the original point though, I really would like this person who laid this all out to then supercut the movie together. It, I said the same thing. Right? Like come yes. on man, put your money where your mouth is. I think he did it. He just hasn't shared with us. Oh, well, come on, stop holding out. I know. I begged I begged one of our listeners to do it for us so that or if not, I'm begging now. One of our listeners, please put it all together for us and give us a 30-hour and then cut. and then get it on IMDb so we can list some crazy credits and downvote mm. them. Ooh, the Carter cut. <laughs> I do have to say, I have to give Kate, you have to, I'm giving you so much credit, like you as a podcaster now, you are like bringing things back to the original point in a way that like, if you listen to Twilight Forever, like to, to hear that Kate Hudson and like this, it's, it's a totally different part. You are a podcasting <laughs> pro right now. I am so proud of you. I'm sober right now. Oh, that's what, that's all it is. <laughs> that sucks. I'm sorry. Why? It's, it's, listen, I, you guys didn't give me enough notice just so I could get No drink drunk. November? Mm. What was that? No, I, I, trust me, I'm not doing that. I just didn't have enough notice to get drunk. Gotcha. Oh, okay. okay. Fair, 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 fair enough. enough. Fair enough. Fair Good. enough. Good. So thank you for the compliment. So Kate, Hobbs and Shaw, favorite moments, least favorite moments. I know that when we asked you to do this movie, you told me something that you hate about this movie that I'm like, don't worry, you're not alone. Um, but wherever you want to start, favorite moments, least favorite moments, scenes, action, characters, anything you want to go, where do you want to begin with Hobbs and Shaw? I want to go, th- I want to, go to the best part, which okay. is when they get to Samoa. That is by far... Samoa. Samoa. Sorry. Yes, that. It is... I, I, th- I find this movie a slog. I don't revisit it as much. You can tell by my rankings. It's pretty low. But once they get there... It becomes a real action movie. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that. I love that final fight. I love that we have more than just Hobbs and Shaw and their forced banter. I, I was, that's funny that you bring that up because I was watching it this time. And as I was watching it, I was like, I think this movie, I mean, we talk about it a lot. So I hate to harp on it again, but this movie benefits greatly from having a more limited cast than the Fast and the Furious does. Oh, yeah. In oh, a way sure. that I noticed this time more than. I have because we watched 10 so much like 10 has just come out and like just as you said like there's a lot of like forced dialogue between Hobbs and Shaw the like focus in on just having Hobbs and Shaw and and Vanessa Kirby and then pretty much everyone else is an auxiliary character works really really well for me oh I agree with that I think that the problem is it's and I brought this up before it's once Paul Walker died then you just had a bunch of divas who wouldn't take a punch and were counting the punches and making sure they always looked like manly action heroes and I really feel the franchise takes a hit at that and I I think you see that a lot in Hobbs and Shaw that you know Shaw decided well I don't want to be the murderer anymore I want to be the good guy so now I have to always be the good guy and only do good guy things and you just like nobody's these men are afraid to be morally great characters and they're terrified we won't like them as a result that's a really good point I like that Brixton comes in and they're like who are you and he's just like bad guy like Mm -hmm. it doesn't even (laughs) fucking matter I like I'm just in this movie I am the bad guy I'm announcing it to the audience there you go I'm the villain fight me and like, but don't they, yeah, but then like he even goes a little soft towards the end too. It's like, oh, but is he the bad guy? Because the thing about this franchise is that now it never wants to paint itself into a corner with a Shaw again, right? Where we start out, the Shaws are the bad guys, then we all like them. 
and now they have to be good. And it's the same thing with killing off Giselle, with killing off Han. They they always want that back door to. They're still doing it with now. Jacob and everybody else too. Yeah, but that's the point. It's like let people stay dead and let bad people be bad people. Yeah, let bad people be bad people. Like I, you guys know my favorite movie is Con Air, and mm-hmm. they don't ever try to like redeem Cyrus the virus at the end. They kill him three times in successively more ridiculous ways. Well, so I think I, I've been reading a lot of things. We talked about actually we've talked about both of these books. I'm going to sort of vaguely allude to, but we you know we read Full Throttle franchise. We had the authors on. It's like a book of academic essays about Fast and Furious. I love that. And then I'm almost done with Walt Hickey's book You Are What You Watch, which is all about the way that movies and TV impact us. And both have really like kind of concretely put into my thoughts like the way that people change movies and like the way that movies are made now and like it's just it's i don't want to say it's just objectively worse now but like there's so much of the financials taken into consideration here in a way that they never used to be and like it's just refreshing like we uh, you know joe we talked about it in maybe in in taking a pelham right where it was like in old movies, like they just killed characters, You're just like no, like we're oh just, yeah, yeah, because they're not, not planning not for franchises. About a sequel, yeah, exactly. Just like, exactly. Bad guys exactly. can die here because like it'd be cool if a bad guy died here. And there's something really exciting about the idea of like anybody could die at any time because like this is a movie that stands on its own as opposed to this, where it's just like, well, Ludacris's agent will never let him sign onto a movie where he's going to get killed <laughs> off because he's going to lose out on residuals, so you can't kill him off. It's like, well, there's no reason for him to be around anymore because now we have Ramsey. Bring back yeah. Ja Rule just to kill him off. Get him back in one scene and then just Ooh. blow him up. Blow him up. You don't even, explode. You don't even want him dead. You, you're like, Fire Festival was a, was a bridge too far, Ja Rule. Explosion. Wouldn't that be amazing? He comes back as if he's been there the whole, the whole time and then he just... How about this? Up. How about this? The cast, uh, the whole family goes to Fire Festival. <gasps> it is a clusterfuck. And then Vin Diesel... <laughs> That's when he snaps <laughs> and starts killing him. Start killing all of them, starting with Jaru. Race Wars crossover. That, I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, in my head, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's just like Fire Festival is just Race Wars. It's in the desert. There's no food. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love this, you guys. Like, yeah, let that. Yes, and then let us let us end with like a shot of Vin Diesel going to jail, and then he blows up. So then we know the franchise is over. Let things end. Well, I, you know, in terms of that, like, we've talked about it here, I'm sure. Um, it's really funny to me how at the end of this movie, Brixton just falls into the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Cypher like, fell out of a plane, and she's back. Mm-hmm. Brixton's not gone. He's not like, gone. But they don't want him they to be. decommission him, and he just falls off the cliff into the water, and just like, okay. Like, he's not dead. Also like, to, Kate's, no also dead, to Kate's, like, Kate's cloned daughter part, that like, idea, we we could just remake a Brixton, oh, right? Yeah. Like, if he's half cyborg, they could just mm-hmm. build another one. Doesn't really matter because they've definitely like, like just... scanned his consciousness, right? Like that's in the cloud somewhere. But he's also I would think just so. Like a cyborg, do cyborgs need to breathe? Can he breathe underwater? Does he have gills? Do androids dream of electric sheep? I don't know, Philip K. Dick. You tell me. I don't know. Um, what else do you love about? <laughs> Joey's face was so good. I was just like, like, where do I want to get back to? But okay, so talk about more Samoa. So like, is it like the the action that you love there? Is it just the setting? Is it the scenery? Is it that feels different? Is it that Mom Hobbs? Like, what what specifically about Samoa do you love the most? I I, so I think it's just it kind of goes back to what you guys were talking about. It's it's like a one act play. It's a very limited. Um, location in the sense that it's not going to be sprawling London. It's Samoa, right? It's the action is great. Like the action is the fir- the first time it felt real and not 
completely over overly choreographed. And I also really love Cliff Curtis, like Jonah Hobbs. I love him. He's really good. I like him actually. And I was watching it this time and I was like, I think Roman Reigns does a pretty good job here too. I really like him just being like a backside character. It's kind of cool. I'm with you. I like all the Samoans. I I think think they're just like an awesome crew. Like they, they look awesome. They feel like they just feel authentic in a weird way. I really like it. Yeah, I I agree. And it's like, it's something new, right? It was just something completely new that the franchise hasn't had before. I always like it when in, you know, the original Fast and Furious, they go to Cuba, they go to Dominican Republic, they go to, you know, South America. I think it's interesting when they go to a new culture and try to engage. And they brought that sensibility to Hobbs and Shaw. And I think it really worked here. I think so, too. Like, I think one thing this movie does really well is like the kind of the color tinting, like the London stuff is really so gray and the LA is like so like sunny and colorful like especially like in the opening split screen where it's like Hobbs and Shaw getting ready for their day like the colors are really popping there and then so much of the movie is like industrial and machine and then you get a Samoa where like they have literally removed the technology and they replace the guns with sticks and stuff you know what I mean and like so much of it is just like natural colors and natural and it's all like hyper saturated for the movie but like it just looks and feels so different that it's it's not just the culture but i think you're spot on there kate it's just like the way that they're capturing it is just like this is a new place yeah yeah and i i do so what i appreciate about the sticks and you know the lack of like high-tech technology in that fight is that it makes the diva niche of you know the actors mm-hmm. them and the rock work because now it's rudimentary, so now it makes sense that there's in that they're in these situations and that they're fighting like that. It's I, I just I really have a hard time with this movie because if this were made 20 years ago, they'd be taking punches to the faces, right? Like they would have yeah. a fight like and they live that went on way too long while they got all their due aggression out and then finally had a begrudging respect for each other. But because they're divas in real life and because movies have kind of suck now, we don't get that. <laughs> We've talked about how, you know, we want like the Letty led Fast and the Furious with like yes. Vanessa Kirby and all the ladies and like how cool that would be. I changed my mind. <gasps> I want something else. What do you want? I want a, I want a Marvel-esque spin-off miniseries backstory of just Madam M's crew. Mm. Mm-hmm. That just fills in like a huge gap of like what these four badass women are five. I think there's maybe five, four or five. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like what they actually just do. Like sure. they're so mysterious right now. But just give me like six to seven, ten episodes. 20 minutes of just like one storyline. 40 minutes maybe. And just like show me what they're up to. Like you want like a one shot. Like you just want like... For each, though. No, 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 no. I want I want it to be a cohesive... Like, I want them to be, like, girl Avenger... Whatever. Girl team power. And just... But just give us them to just fully remove it from Fast and Furious. And then you can... Like, that would be, like, the, the lead up to the women Fast and the Furious sure. movie. I think that would be a well, really cause, like, cool Well, because, like, there's the scene where they're in Shaw's lair... Right, yeah. his like underground yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, which I was also wondering, like, who keeps that clean? Like, who keeps that dusted? Like, because like, he has a Roomba. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, but like the the the, the liquor <laughs> bottles aren't cleaned by the Roomba. Like, do you think he hires like 
because he's not clean. He's not yes, dusting. Yes, he is. Look at that man's clothes. No, shape. he's definitely. He did is. you watch him cook breakfast? He's dusting. Yeah, he is. He's, he's, he's like dusting. He's that's Beckham. a huge room. He he sprinkled he sprinkled chives on his omelet, yeah. Joey. Look, that's I'm not, not a man that does not, not fastidious. Dust. He's Correct. not attention to detail. I'm just saying he has time to keep that entire place immaculate. If David Beckham can clean his entire estate, then Deckard Shaw can too. Well, David Beckham is also like an OCD neat freak. So is Deckard Shaw. Look at okay, that fair. man's like suit and the way like his his close shave and his, his car, his yeah. Yeah, everything. Everything about him is detail oriented. You okay, can't fair be from a family of thieves and not be super type A and detail orientated. Asked and answered. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But <laughs> in welcome. that scene, we see on the computer screens like we see like a picture of Madame M, and then we see another picture that's like her, like all of her, you know, not goons, but like her entire team in one picture together. It's like, yeah, let's let's just, like like let's explore that. Like when we get to that minute, Joe, in like twenty one, twenty two or whatever, whatever year we're gonna get to that minute. Yeah, twenty seventy five, yeah. We're going let's really like I'm not gonna look I'm not gonna look at the screen until then, but I wanna find out like what's on that screen, who those people are. No, who but those can you imagine are. like how cool I like I want a Fast and Furious thing. Like Hobbs and Shaw didn't so, so my main point of this is that Hobbs and Shaw I don't even think a lot of people complain that it's not a Fast and Furious movie, but I don't think it separated itself enough to be a Fast and Furious Presents. Like, I think if you went, like, with, like, a, a miniseries about Madame M's crew, that would truly be a Fast and Furious Presents, like, the Madame M sure. oh, okay. saga. Okay. You get what I'm saying? I mean... Well, do you think that, like, having the presenting Hobbs and Shaw is, like, the transition to be, like, you kind of know these people until, like, you really don't know these people? Yeah, you really don't know these people. And they just, like, pop up, and then, like, then you can reintegrate them into the movie, and you'd be fucking stoked. Fast and, and Furious Presents, it doesn't Leo matter. and Santo. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. Like, I want... Th- no, but even though they're, they're, like, in the Fast and Furious, like, Madam M's not in the main franchise at all, right? You know what I mean? Right. So, like... Because, well, so, like, so, that's how Marvel does it. You'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, you get, like, you know, Moon Knight or whatever. And you're like, who the fuck was that? They're not in any movies. And, like, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, cool. So, Kate, here, this is a very Bravo thing, a very reality show. Like, if you want to have, like, a spinoff of your own, who do you want to see Fast and Furious present? Which characters that exist in any of these movies do you want to see get their own? Like, Joe wants Madam M's, you know, women. Who do you want to see in any of the movies? It doesn't have to be this movie. Who do you want to see Fast and Furious present a story about? Okay, I always forget their names, but it's the two knuckleheads from the Dominican Republic. Leo and Santo? Yes. Like the, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I need to put a huge asterisk next to all of this. I only want to watch it if it's like really violent and horny. And we're not talking PG-13. So any, I'm so sick of how sanitized the franchise has gotten. So now I want tits and ass. This is what this is. What mm. I was thinking like I wanted to see the Madam M one and I wanted it to be really dark, Kate, like really dark, like them, like coming to grips with their like trauma, like the, oh. their like backstory, like their t- twisted childhoods and like kidnappings. Like I want to see like all kinds of like really weird shit come out of this. Mm. And then they'd be like, OK, now they show up in the Fast and Furious. And it's like, we have to go save the world again. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that feels weird. But like it would work. In my head, at least. I agree. A gratuitous nudity, too. Like, seriously, I'm so sick of how sanitized all these, like, shows are. Give us horniness again. So, okay, okay, here's, Make here's another, America horny again. Here's <laughs> another question that I had that really, it's, it's, the, it's the closest we're going to get to a transition to this. The end of this movie, we've talked about it a lot. We've kind of made fun of it a lot where, you know, you could be my mini me, whatever. Like, they're on, the, they're on the cliffside as the credits roll. Like, in the crazy credit we just talked about, right? There's dialogue under the crazy credits. Mm-hmm. But right before that, Hattie puts one arm around her brother and one arm around her new lover. And it's just like, 
let's go home. And I'm like, this is so awkward. But I was wondering... Yeah. You, you got there from horny? Okay. Well, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> That's I creepy. was wondering which awkward love triangle is more awkward. This is the same thing. It's the love slash sibling love triangle. It's not a love triangle. Yes. But it's like, it's the Hattie Hobbs Shaw thing and the Mia Brian Dom thing. Where remember oh, Mia announces that. she's pregnant to both the father of her baby and her brother her in daddy the same brother. moment. No, her daddy brother, not just her brother. Her daddy brother. I, I think the Dom Mia Brian one is, is more cringe only because we've definitely like shipped dom and brian before you know what i mean oh, like you think that so people that's... aren't shipping hobbs and shaw oh they definitely no i think that they are but i'm saying in like prison i mean come on <laughs> they definitely come on no but i think i think that like th- there's a lot there's a lot more history of creepiness between Do- like like you brought up the announce the baby together and things like that like there's definitely a super like a super dark cut where like Brian and Dom are in a love triangle with Mia. So, Ooh. I disagree like, here. Like they're not like like Dom and <laughs> Dom and Mia aren't having a physical relationship, but like Brian and Dom are, Brian and Mia are, and they're like at odds. Well, like I do think that Dom has an unhealthy emotional relationship with just about every character we see in any of these movies. Literally, Probably. yeah, literally. But Kate, yeah, what's what's your disagreement? Let, let's let's hear. So I'm going to say, I disagree with the entire premise that Dom, um, the Dom, Brian, Mia is creepier than the Hattie uh, Habshaw, because I don't know if you guys have talked about this, but the math never mathed on the age difference between Hattie and Deckard. Like, it just never made sense Correct, to me correct. Because they're like yeah. 20 years apart. So I, I think once you add it. But that, in, the, in the early scenes, they're like two years apart at max. It, 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 and it, it's exactly. So there's something in the milk ain't clean there. So just based on the age difference between those three players. Also, Kate, you're, you're onto something because in the Fast and the Furious, Helen Mirren never mentions Hattie at all. Exactly. So maybe Decker's just pretending that's his sister. Well, and again, not to get too in the weeds here, but Helen, okay, the actor, Vanessa Kirby, was born in 88. Helen Mirren was born in 45. So she would have been, what, 40, like... 43, 43. I mean, that's that's doable. It's doable, but we're, we're stretching... They said 70 in this movie when she's in jail. I mean, look, we know that math and ages is not this franchise's forte. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care. But what if they, they do, guys? What if it's all in front of you and it's some weird, twisted, sick puppy kind of thing going on and we've all just accepted it for the past 22 years? So you're positing that Deckard and Hattie are actually lovers? I don't know what I'm positing. Maybe she's a stolen baby. Maybe they're not siblings. Oh, stolen baby. I like. I like that a lot. Whoa, what What if she's the baby on the like? Oh, no, that's baby B. We know we know exactly who that baby is. Hmm. I like that too, Joey, though. We were doing pretty good there. That was a good jump. I was thinking more. I was thinking more like Deckard and Hattie had a relationship. He introduced her to his mom and she adopted her as his as her daughter. But really, it's just his ex-girlfriend. Ooh, that's twisted. I like that. And he could still be protective of her for multiple reasons, right? That she's like a member of the family, but he's also yes. she's also like an ex-girlfriend. He doesn't want to see either selfishly or un- whatever. Doesn't want to see her happy. Yeah, or an adopted child. They like knew, you know, they a knew step. each other. It could be a step-sibling type of situation. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, then we get really close to horniness, right? 
Yeah, we, like we saw that premise. line with horniness. <laughs> I've seen that movie before. <laughs> and is it something you can rent at a regular video store, or do you? Have no, to you buy just the you can just watch it online. You can just watch it online. <laughs> so, Kate, what do you love? So, you love Samoa. What do you hate about Hobbs and Shaw? Oh, I get to talk shit about my favorite <laughs> shit talking subject. I cannot fucking stand Ryan Reynolds. I have hated that oh. since the very beginning. I want to slap the smarm off his face. Mm-hmm. I hate him. It was it genuinely started to ruin the movie for me when I saw it in the theaters. I'm like, I didn't think this motherfucker was going to be there. I, I don't hate Ryan Reynolds, but we, we watch a lot of, like, Welcome to Wrexham because I think the premise is pretty cool. And I've had this, like, experience with Ryan Reynolds where I think that he's constantly playing a character and never a real person. Correct. And the character is Deadpool. Correct. Correct. And the Do one- you feel this, too? It's just fake. Yes. Like, he just seems like he's, like, he's never had a real emotion. It's so fake. And the worst part is, is that he thinks he's nailing it. And unfortunately for a lot of people, he is. He is dead inside. I am convinced. Yeah, like a lot of his reactions, it's, it's like Wrexham that really did it for me. That like a lot of his reactions to things, he's like, oh man. And it's like, it feels both alien and robotic. Yes. But it also is just, no, I think it's really him. Just like, he just like plays a character in real life. And then like every couple episodes in Wrexham, at least, you would see him break and would be like, is that really right? Re-? Like he would actually be upset about something. And you'd be like, oh. Is that really him for like three milliseconds? And then he just like reboots and goes back to being Deadpool again. Like Tom Cruise. He's exactly like Tom Cruise is that he has concocted this like skin suit to cover his yes. like real person persona. And then every once in a while you see a crack, you're like, holy shit, that's the real person. And then like you said, he reboots and he's back and the majority of people find him charming and he just makes my skin crawl. I cannot stand him. I don't hate him, but like I've definitely I can relate on the other part of feeling like there's something off. There's a little some, like something just a hair tinge off for sure. The only thing I like him in is that one X Files episode where those girls kill him. Oh, Syzygy, Kate. That's... That was one of my favorite episodes. I love really? that episode so much. Yep, yep. I mean, he, he, he's barely in the episode, but that is a, it's a high school cheerleader mind control evil girl. Oh, Man, it's so good. Hate him. Wouldn't want to date him. Mm-hmm. So good. That's also the episode that has like the 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 sure fine whatever like Mulder yes. or Scully gets really pissy at Mulder. Man, it's so good. I love that. So I love good. that episode so much. The only good thing he's ever done that and probably Blade Three because his bullshit actually added to Blade Three. Oh, okay, interesting. I think he like people love Wrexham. I think Joe, you mentioned Wrexham. Like he he does good things. It's just there's the oversaturation, right? Where it's just like he's he's too many places. Like he's this kind of like he's always himself and he always pops up in this kind of thing. Like he's in Ghosted. He's in the bullet train. Like he keeps popping Mint up Mobile as, commercials. As Deadpool, right? It just well he also like owns Mint Mobile or whatever, right? Like Exactly. Yeah. Actually on that note, there are okay, this is something we've we've complained about a while uh, for a long time in this movie. Okay. Which is that, like, they talk about, like, uh, Game of Thrones a lot. They reference all this pop culture. Like, it just feels dated in a way that feels yucky. One that, Joe, I don't think we've ever talked about here is when they're on that plane, Hobbs says to Shaw something about, like, I can't believe you didn't get, like, extra leg room. We don't have hobbit legs like you. And, like, that feels better to me because it's it's well, more of, like, yeah, a that's timeless hobbit. thing. Timeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, it's another just, like, Another big pop culture reference. You could just say little legs. 
the Hobbit legs, but uh, but you, I I said, what are you a Hobbit to Kate when she said she takes first sleep and second sleep? Like that's not. It's I think it's timeless. That one doesn't bother me. No, but I I get I get what Joey's saying though. It's the that, oversaturation. Well, it's a shortcut, really, right? So rather mm-hmm. than write interesting, good dialogue, how people actually would engage, you use pop culture references to do all the shortcuts there. But we get it again in nine when we get fifty references to fucking Yoda and Star Wars, right? Like they just Cipher says like. 15 star wars references in the next movie mm-hmm. yeah it's uh maybe they're just like leaning into like ip or something i don't know because there's also it's the weird. other thing that we i don't think we've talked about but like because there's the joke that like dwarfs the other jokes but when they have their alternate identities their alter egos to get on that plane right and shaw names hobbs mike oxmall and he yes. gets detained right like shaw's name do either of you remember shaw's name no what is no. it Franz Gruber, which is just Hans oh. Gruber from Die Hard, but uh, like with uh. with an FR. But it's just like that's another reference. Like that's a thing where it just feels like hey, you said shortcut. It just feels like lazy. It just feels like uh. this is a thing that people are gonna laugh at because it's not like the Mike Hawksmall thing is like it's a Simpsons joke. It's like a you know Mike Roch. Anybody seen Mike Roch? Like yes, yes, that's that thing. But like at least that's like clever and not just like a they're gonna laugh because of Game of Thrones. People love Game of Thrones. If you notice, too, all of these references you guys are bringing up are also franchise references that nothing gets to stand on its own anymore. Like, how many Die Hard movies are there at this point? Oh, yeah, that's true. I always, I, I just blocked out the rest of the Die Hard. Like, Die Hard is just Die Hard. Oh, I like Die Hard 2, Die Harder, though. That that one's pretty Oh, cool. Kate, I love it. That's, the, that's my second favorite Die Hard movie. <laughs> and then the third one, honestly, if you as long as you just stop at the last act, it's not bad. I don't think it feels like a diehard movie. I wrote a whole like diehard dissertation because I got into a fight at a, a, a Fourth of July barbecue about not a fight, but like 15 years ago. I'm just like diehard three is not a diehard movie, and I wrote this whole long thing because I think diehard like it. Whatever, we're not gonna get into it, but I think diehard two is better than diehard three. People love three. I'm not. I'm not crazy about three. Three is a good, decent mid 90s action movie, and you won't convince me otherwise. But if you would make the case that it's not a diehard movie, I probably wouldn't push you too hard on that. Well, also, it wasn't going to be a diehard movie. They adapted it to, to fit John McClane. It was going to be some other kind of like standalone movie, like a, I think called Simon Says. And they're just like, we need a diehard movie. They're like, oh, can you use the script? Whatever. Anyway, on topic again, other than Hattie in this movie and Letty in Seven fighting against Ronda Rousey, are there other fight scenes in this franchise where a woman wears a dress? Oh, oh! Physical so I was like, I was like, are there any others? And like, famously, iconically, Letty in that red dress fighting Ronda and Rousey, Ronda Rousey, yeah. Yeah, 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 But is there any other scene in any other movie where a woman, like, there's the the fight scene in the London subway in the underground in Six? I think they're just wearing jeans. It's just because all these women are so tactical. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, what about in Two? Does uh, Eva Mendes ever fight anyone? I don't remember. She's wearing Ooh. she's wearing Miami clothes. I don't think she ever even has a dress on, really. She doesn't fight anyone, one. Okay. But two, she, I don't think she's like ever actually wearing a dress. She's always looking good. Bikini, yes. Mm. Like get, like flowy pants, yes, but never like a dress. Hmm. Which now feels weird that you said that. Right? Like Miami clothes would also be like short little mini dresses. What does she she wears something so goofy in the in the nightclub, Joey? Remember? It's just like just like oh it's like some weird sweater like but like i mean i could could open up the movie i could open up the minute but i'm gonna go to the minute document we're gonna find out what she wears yeah it's something really goofy when they get to the nightclub for sure the pearl is the name of the nightclub pearl this is just so impressive you guys have done this so many times you know yeah pearl at midnight um clothing 
silver silk dress down to her mid-calf, lacy black bra prominently featured. Oh, she wears the bra over the dress. That's what it is. Long silver earrings. Yeah, the the bra is like sticking out the top of the dress, like very. No, it's over it. It's like fully over it or something weird. There's something very strange about that. My brain is remembering that there's something very strange about this outfit. Minute 56, the hired help. Trivia question of that minute, Joe. When Monica shows up at the Pearl to talk to Brian and Roman, Roman leaves the conversation. Where does he say he's going? A, to flirt with a girl. B, to get a drink. C, to get a pen. Or D, to the bathroom. To get a drink? To the bathroom. Funny has no game. We are going to fail his quiz so hard. Yeah, we're doomed. We're so doomed. Kate, other thoughts about Hobbs and Shaw, other moments, other scenes, other characters that you love, hate, feel somewhere in between too? You know, this is, it's always more fun when someone really loves something. And I would love to meet the person who loves Hobbs and Shaw because you have interesting taste. Um, But I just, it's such a waste of Idris Elba, who is very much a handsome, bald man, like Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. So why did they waste him? Why did they not use him in every scene? Why did he wear so many clothes, guys? Answer me that. Mm. Yeah, he's not shirtless enough, right? yeah he should be naked like half the time oh my god absolutely that is Idris Elba that is one of the most beautiful men in the world and you're just like I he's a cyborg eh whatever um speaking of Idris Elba Mm -hmm. I I would like to to start a conversation that is long overdue okay does Hobbs and Shaw have the best soundtrack of any Fast and the Furious movie yeah I think so it's like just bangers, right? Yeah. Like it's like it's it's incredible. Every time I watch this movie, I forget that it's just like hit, it's like like not like hits like pop hits, but just like the soundtrack just fits the movie, fits the tone, like fits the scenes that they're shoot. It's like everything about it. I'm like, God, you guys did really great with the music in this one. Well, the thing about the movie is it's overly polished. It's just like a, a stone that got overshined, mm-hmm. and now there's no imperfections to sort of glom on to pay attention to and love so that's that's really my problem with this movie it's it's just too perfect it's too ryan reynoldsy you know okay okay fair joey what do you think is there a better I fast think, and no, furious soundtrack in f9 where dom and jacob race and there's that remix of the prodigy song i, th- I think the newer movies just like use cooler music oh, um yeah. like i mean tokyo drift is gonna be the answer though no i that's what I, like at this point I think that Tokyo Drift, like, I love, I have such a deep love for the Tokyo Drift soundtrack. And, like, this one might overtake it. Like, I would really, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I I listened to the Tokyo Drift one so much and seen it so many times. But, like, every time I hear this one, I remember playing this soundtrack. I don't know know anything that's on the Fast 10 soundtrack. Mm. I don't know. Besides the, the awesome remix that you mentioned in 9... I don't remember any of the songs from F9, but like I remember all the songs from Hobbs and Shaw. And I'm like, these are bangers every time they come on. Wait, I, I, I just remembered I have to disagree with you because of seven. Why? Because of seven uh was Khalifa. See you again. Yeah, but that's one but that's one's I'm saying grand grand picture. All of but them. it's just that one song is such a banger and it's one of my go to drunk girl songs that like I have to uh, represent it. I have to. Have you have you ever sang it at karaoke? Too? Of course I have. <laughs> and then I think crying and then people are like You faked you? crying oh, God, during yeah. the performance? Oh what's the I can't sing. If I'm gonna do karaoke, I have to put on a performance. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, where was this at? Can you give me a place and setting? Can, Wait, Kate, can I do you fit remember the scene? what your karaoke song would have been? We asked you that question, like if you have the distracted room acapella style, what song you sing? Do you remember what song you? I want to see if it's the same song that you picked when we talked to you years ago about Fury Seven. So, what my karaoke, my go-to karaoke song in terms of Fast and Furious, or just in general? No, just life, just, just life. life. Oh, I always do like it's a vir- like a virgin by Madonna. Yep. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the other one I love to do, but nobody knows it. It's called "I've Never Been to Be to Me" by Charlene. That's my favorite. Good, but tell me, tell me, no, tell me what this fucking "See You Again" karaoke scene was like. Was it like, like you know, karaoke in a small room, like with a couple people, or was it like you were like drunk at a bar and it's like a hundred people and you're just like doing see you again both in fact i both and okay. i always end okay. on the floor like it, i'm racked with sobs okay okay there is there's, a, there's a there's a there's an acting component oh god as yeah beyond the beyond the crying i've I like seen this. my karaoke go on youtube before and i did not upload it but that was my angry rendition of put a ring on it like an angry, jilted what? ex-girlfriend screaming, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. <laughs> and that was at a gay club. What? Island. Yes. I, I don't know if it's still because that would have been like 2010, 2011. But during that era, it was definitely on YouTube. Someone's like, crazy girl at the, I forget the name of that club, The Vault or whatever. Amazing. That's incredible. Amazing. That's, that's, I'm so glad I pressed harder because that yeah. was the story that I wanted. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Kate, other thoughts about Hobbs and Shaw? Anything else to share? I mean, let me turn that around on you guys. What is the most interesting thing somebody has ever brought up about this movie, which I don't particularly find too compelling? I don't know. We've talked about it so much. Like, everything's just in my brain. Have you guys like, ever met, like, a super Hobbs and Shaw fan that's like, no, this is no, a no. bummer? Well, let's see here. I want to see here that in terms of the rankings, if we look Hobbs and Shaw, Joe, at one point you had this, I mean, the last time you had rankings, you had this number five. I think it's a lot of fun. That's why I like it. And I think it's like a breath of fresh air. I like that it cuts in in this place in our order. And I love the soundtrack. So, like, I actually think this is a pretty fun movie. But Cara, I don't like... Kara has this as number two. Kevo has this as number one. Heather Antos has this as number two. But she's new to the it, it feels like, honestly, a lot of the people who have this really high are people who have no nostalgia for the franchise. That they oh. are all... They're, those last three people all just, watch yeah, all just the watch movies it with us. With us. And they yeah. all like this movie more than most other Fast and Furious movies. So they, okay, because you know, I saw the original in the theater the weekend it came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Like, I, yeah. It's, I, so I want to ask are these people younger? Are they almost as old as the franchise? Are they? No, they're, they're mid 30s, mid late 30s. They're, they're oh. age appropriate for the franchise. They just love the feel of this. Wow, and 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 uh, I remember like Kara really likes Vanessa Kirby. Like they like a lot of the cast in it. You you mentioned you like Idris, like those kind of things. I need you guys to understand. I was writing for another site at the time, and I probably wrote five articles leading up to Hobbs and Shaw, and I was talking about how this is my Avengers Endgame, or I forget mm. what they used at the time. My expectations were so high. I fucking love The Rock. I love The Rock. And I love his bad movies, so I well, th- I would say that mentality is going out of style too. What do you mean? People don't seem to love The Rock anymore. I am ride or die for the. I will watch everything. Did you did you watch Did you watch Young Rock, Kate? I didn't watch that actually. Oh, you should. That's really you good. Should 
Yeah, it's really cute and wholesome, and it's, like, quick. The episodes are 20 minutes long. You can just blast through it. It's really, really fast. Like, I need you guys to understand, I'm one of the few people who bought San Andreas on streaming, and I still watch it at least once or twice a year. That's awesome. I just bought, for $8 on Black Friday, Skyscraper in 4K. That's a good movie! That's actually better than Rampage, which came out about the same time. I did like Rampage, too. I liked Rampage as well. Yeah. Rampage was solid. Skyscraper was surprisingly good, though. Plus, I love me Nev Campbell. Love her. Yep, bring Nev Campbell into this franchise, and I, I mean, I'm going to be there opening weekend regardless, but I'll be there happily opening weekend. Oh, was the, was it, was it? scream there was some franchise on the oh this is a this is a universal franchise i'm like we could, we should cross over i know that like i, I rewatched what, is, Happy what Death if dom Day. dom is Ghostface, and that's how he murders his whole family it'd <laughs> be very good but then no here's my only problem with that then it spins off a whole new franchise of where dom is just killing other families every movie Oh, he kills other franchises? I kind of want to see yeah. that. Look, like, that sounds family. really good. Spyglass just fired Melissa, Melissa Barrera, and then Jenna Ortega coincidentally left due to shooting issues, or also because, like, you know, they just fired somebody that she loves working with. Um, so we need new people in the Scream franchise. Let's cross it over with, like, Fast, Fast and Furious Presents Ghostface. Okay, so then <laughs> to, to piggyback off that, who would be the final girl out of this new franchise? Hattie. Hattie Shaw. I agree with that. Yeah. Do we, but you know what we'd have to do? We'd have to kill Helen Marin in the very beginning. You have to, you have to have a big. No, no, no. You know what you do? You, you stunt cast Papa Shaw. Oh, and then he, oh, Papa Shaw. I, I, I got confused for daddy diesel. I thought we're going to do a flashback where he didn't actually die in the wreck. No, because we don't know who Papa Shaw is. We've we've had all these different theories. You know, Joe had a theory recently that is just straight up Mick Jagger as Mick Jagger. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. But you yeah, have a really famous guy, and you don't. He's like on his way home to his family or whatever. Kind of like a Cotton Weary thing in Scream Three. But we see him getting home, and he gets killed. You're like, oh, Michael Caine's in this movie, and then like he gets killed, and he, he like you know Helen Mirren opens the door and just like, oh no, my husband, and it goes cuts to Fast and Furious presents Scream or Ghostface or whatever. I'm down yeah. for that, but only if we can stunt cast Timothy Chalamet in aged up makeup for that, because that would be ridiculous. Timothy Chalamet but, as Papa Shaw? Yeah, wouldn't that be stupid? I mean, if he could Wonka, <laughs> he can Papa Shaw. <laughs> He's like, Helen, I, but they need to have like a tender Helen Mirren, Timothy Chalamet makeout scene, yeah. like or, like right before he gets murdered. <laughs> in the makeup, in in the full old man makeup. That's a lot of that, a lot of tongue a lot of tongue like Honestly? face licking and the, and the yeah that's and and it doesn't we okay but we we screen it but we don't tell anybody what it is and then like the tongue licking <laughs> then that cuts like we get like that and that goes mm-hmm. into the title card and it's like ghost face but timothy chalamet's tongue is on helen mirren's face and his tongue becomes the knife for fast and furious <laughs> scream edition I, I love all of this. I See, this is why we should we should be in charge of Hollywood. We mm-hmm. if we listen if we were in charge of Hollywood, there would be a million Con Air sequels. <laughs> if you were in charge of, do Hollywood. you really want? I mean, I I know it's your favorite movie, but do you want a Con Air sequel? Like, what if it's bad? Do you not know I've already scoped this out, and it would be a crossover with the Has Fallen series called Hummingbird Has Fallen. Oh, you know, I know, I've heard, I've heard you talk about this. Yeah, you talked about this on on Mark Hoffmeyer's podcast, right? Did you talk about this on Con Air the podcast? Probably did. I bring it up all I can. You never know when the right coked out Hollywood executive, you're going to get them on the right bender. Yes. Go, yes. Yes. That's the idea. 
but make it horny. Oh, well, duh. Everything. Guys, I'm on a one woman crusade to make movies horny again. Truly. Like, Mm. I am so sick of all these PG-13 action movies. Give me some tit shots. And I am straight as they come. But if you see boobs in the first five minutes of a TV show or movie, you know you're going to. Incredible. I've made this case for so long and I can't say it any longer because I'm a man and that's not allowed anymore. But I agree with you, Kate, 100%. Movies need a boob shot. All of them. In the first Just five one. minutes. In the first five yes. minutes. Because then it brings you, know. you in. Like, yes. It, well, it sets it, the tone. It does. It lets you know this is a horny movie for adults. It's not for eight-year-olds and it's not for a foreign market. This is for I'm you. sick of I'm sick of pandering to children is what this really comes down to, Kate. Same. That's what I'm fucking sick of. Same. Put Same. the boobs in the beginning. Go to bed. This is for me. Exactly. And the thing is, they're also worried. They all are so convinced that they're finally going to have the big hit in China. They like they play to the Chinese like film censors as well. Yep. Yeah, fuck that too. Give me, no way. I I judge. So I, I love to have a horny show. I'm always watching. And you can judge a horny show by if someone's going to get their tits out in the first five minutes. Then you know it's going to be violent. It's going to be fun. And you're going to have a good time. I agree. I agree 100%. So well said. One other thing that we're doing, Kate, all lap long, because this is our planes, trains, but no automobiles lap. We also just covered planes, trains, and automobiles for our Thanksgiving episode. Love that. But we are covering, we are making note of all of the fast and all the vehicles in these movies that are not cars. So, Joe, do you want to run through your? Because there's all there's yes, I got a bunch. There is, I got a whole bunch. Hit me. Starts helicopter. Yep. Uh, the Idris Elba electric motorcycle. I call the future motorcycle, but yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, double decker buses, which was buses. my favorite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The there's a pizza delivery moped behind Love Patty while they're fighting. Love it. Oh, I'm gonna save the fun ones for last. We got bikes in a bike rack as they're doing the chase. Of course. Mm-hmm. Plane. They're on the plane. Yep. Like a normal commercial airline. Yes. Then we get a fighter jet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dune buggy thingies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at, at this point in the movie, I'm just like. I don't know military vehicles like just like yeah, it's just that kind, of, kind like, of a dune buggy thing. Car, but they're electric. But really. mm-hmm. They're electric, like maybe like a really intense golf cart. Then we have the drones, which we you know we always teeter back yep, and forth yep, on. Yep. Shaw or no, the Rock is driving that weird flatbed kind of yes. truck thing mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. isn't mm-hmm. normal. That Deckard like drives his dune buggy thing onto. Yes, yeah, yeah. That. Um, then we get the customs like the like the chopped. Uh, yep. semi yep. mini mm-hmm, Peter built mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brixton's in the tactical helicopter, mm-hmm. which I distinguished separately. And now I have two that I would like to ask you guys if you well, before, consider a before vehicle. we get go to ahead, the go questionable ahead. ones. Also, when we get to Samoa, there's Jonah's. We already covered motorcycles, but there's more more motorcycles in the chop shop. Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. Also, outside there's like farm industrial equipment, kind of like caterpillar style things. Yes, yeah, yeah. Might yeah. be broken down, might not be active, but they also still exist in this world. Yes, but I have I have two that I'm like are, and I think the answer is probably no, but I have two that are questionable as well. So please hit us, and Kate, you can be the judge. You can be Judge Kate Hudson over here. I'm ready. Do these count as a vehicle? Okay. Okay, my first one. Is Brixton a vehicle? Is Brixton oh. a vehicle? Because he's, he's half mechanical. Mm. So, like we we said, mode of conveyance. But is is he he's being propelled by a mechanical mechanism? Is he a vehicle? 
I don't think so because it's his it's his meat bag that is powering the mechanical is it yeah because he was meat how do we know he doesn't charge at night or like be like iron man and have like a core because i think that the meat bag came first and that if you become if you replace enough of your meat parts with robot parts you're still you're not a vehicle you're okay sorry okay it's okay. It's okay. I was I was just trying to feel in and out. Joey, do you have one? No, I want to hear your other one. Then I have. Then I have two. I have, and these kind of go hand. In, it's a twofer, but it kind of goes hand in hand. Is the elevator a vehicle? That's one of mine. That's one of mine. The runaway elevator, specifically a runaway elevator. If it's a run, yeah, it has to be. If it's a runaway elevator, Deckard like basically tears off the brakes, like the emergency brakes yeah, on the yeah, thing, yeah. and it just like it go it shoots straight down. Like he's no longer in control of it. Like it's no longer functioning as a typical elevator. It's being hurtled down with gravity, which okay. our conversation with Walt suggests maybe not, right? But like maybe like a hang glider could be a vehicle, right? And like that's gravity. But a hang glider is within your control. I, I'm going no not vehicle because I think a vehicle means you have to it has to be under some form of outside control outside of its own what's the word like not gravity but inertia Mm. okay okay fair that's a good point now in the same sense is repelling no i don't think so like that would just that would be like a harness right like because the repelling is not a vehicle but like the harness would be the vehicle okay and gravity is doing the work with repelling as well yeah joey what are yours well i had a runaway elevator my other one was it was close to your first one, but the wall climbing gravity defying boots. Mm. Like Brixton is running vertically down the side of a building. Yeah. Is that a vehicle? Because I would just consider those like gravity rollerblades, right? That's close. It's close, but I don't think it is either. I guess I here's here's how I'm defining a vehicle. It has to be powered. Please give me your definition. Yes, I think it has to be powered within some something's control outside of its own inertia. Okay, and it has to be fueled by something as well. It has to have fuel and it has to. So be skateboards, skateboards don't count for you, Kate. Shit. Mm, it's tough, right? <laughs> Yeah, we've been in this conundrum for the whole life. Every single episode. Because I would say, listen, you can get a Dewey on a skateboard. So I feel like at least legally it is classified as a vehicle. Ah, that's a good point. Oh, that's a good point. Can you get a DUI on it? Well, is it is it, D? I like is it technically D? Are you driving? Yeah. Yeah, you can get a Dewey on a bicycle. You can get a Dewey on a horse. Yeah, you, yeah, you can, yeah. For the record, I've never gotten one, and I would never put myself in that situation just in case anyone was wondering. Okay, fair. Yeah, we're not condoning drunk driving, but I like this as a a definition of vehicle. we are condoning drunk horsing. Yes. (laughs) It would hurt. I I don't condone that. You could die, man. Yeah, horses aren't. They're high. Like a pony, maybe. A horse, no. Have you? I Listen, I was a carny. I used to have to deal with ponies and horses. Like... I just I just mentioned you to someone and said about your carnism and I was and they were very confused and I was like that's exactly what Kate would want you to feel. Have you ever called it your carny asada? Oh, uh, but that's clever. Do either of you have any more thoughts about Hobbs and Shaw before we play a game? No, I cut. Oh, um, when Vanessa Kirby's getting the like when she's like strapped to that like thing, you know, mm-hmm, and they're mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're like, it looks like a giant iPhone. If you pay attention to it, it's just like very rounded and flat. It looks like 
an iPhone 13 or 12, mm. whatever one was before. It's like the it's curved edges. You mean like, like at the end when they're in Samoa? No, bef- like when they're at Etion oh. and she's like strapped in the okay. room. Okay. Yeah, it just like strangely, I was like, why is Vanessa Kirby on a giant iPhone right now? But that's that was my last note. Cool. Kate, any other thoughts about Hobbs and Shaw? No, I guess I the, the last thought I would have is I would love truly to meet the people out there who this is their favorite movie because maybe I can grab some of that magic you have for it and I can love it more. That's that makes sense. That's a good very point. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Like I I like that you want to love this movie. I you do. just don't yet. I I do, and maybe I need to watch it like ten times as opposed to five. You know. Sure. To be clear, I still watch it. It's not I I watch this movie because again, love The Rock, love Statham. But yeah, it just it lacks that zhuzh for me. Some dare say this was your Avengers Endgame. It, it, that was me who said that. I, I know some some <laughs> meaning you. You told us not that long ago. <laughs> and he remembered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to play this ain't no 10 second race aka boy do we have a podcast for you. Boy do we have a podcast for you. Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. So this is where we go on the app, formerly known as Twitter.com, formerly known as the Bird app. Last time we did the episode of Fate of Furious, we did not because we were running long. We did not play the game with Josh and the rest. So we are going to first review our picks from two times ago, which is the last time we played this, but Furious 7, where we had Matt Delhauer on. Joe, you played two, including one for charity. I have not looked at these yet. We're going to find out who said what. So I found Laser Weber at Laser the Boy. I'm watching the second Fast and Furious movie, and after watching Fast 10, well, I'll say it, it's slower and considerably less angry. There aren't even supervillains. The cars don't even fly. People got excited about a helicopter? Call me when you're a Megazord. And we said, a Megazord, now you're talking. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. And then we even responded to the tweet and said, also, they fly a car into a yacht from too fast it got three likes uh, but what two of them are bots and one of them i it's not listed so we can safe to say it's three bots so that they don't count and i know that they're bots because it's like jessica smith 81053 rachel or 47922 joey first of all mr tweet got rid of all the spam accounts he told you mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. those are real people and those points count so I get two points. Are you are you really giving me two points? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, I don't think so. Wait, okay. you guys, wait. I forgot that you don't give points to private accounts because do you see what I like? I'm a private account now. If we follow you, we it see it count. pop up. Oh, okay. But we but we don't but we don't okay. count it either. Yeah, no. It has to be somebody like people we know who their account. We don't count them. It has to be people like oh. it's generally people like real people. Whatever, yeah. Like strangers. It's strangers liking, yeah, just generally. Because like, I could go there and just like like all mine or like get Rachel to like all of mine and be like, go like that one. Like that yep. doesn't count. Now, Kate, like yeah. what you could do is you can like the tweet that we send as you to like bump up another notification for the person and like encourage them to like it. Like that's, you know, not against the rules, just like it's not against the rules. That you can campaign basketball. if mm-hmm. you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think I've ever gotten any likes on this uh well you've only played once and you no you got one point kate you got one point oh ooh, okay never mind which honestly is you're on the board which is pretty decent pretty, pretty to be decent. honest <laughs> joe you found skater hater at skater hater xx saw is like fast and furious for horror movies both are epic and awesome 
And we said, as fans of both, we couldn't agree more. Which do you think would be Jigsaw? Dom or Mr. Nobody? Boy, do we have a podcast for you. It got a like from Skater Hater 1.2 Joe. Thank you. On the board today. Can you cue up that good, like, ding, ding, ding music for me, please? Well, you got a ding. I put a ding in there. You're up to 80 points on the season. The season is, you know, six years of this podcast or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, Kate. So to put into context, I play this game... All the time. Mm-hmm. I have 80 points in six years. You played it once and you have one point. I think you're doing great. Also, like, Joe's 80 points have come from, like, two, like, 10-point things and then a bunch of ones, right? Wow. So it's just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 hard. Joe, you played for charity. We found the Xmas Chainsaw Massacre, which I think was a Halloween thing back when we did this forever ago, at Final Dude 70. I genuinely don't... This was so long ago that I don't remember these tweets even a little bit. Never feel ashamed of loving a horror movie others think yeah these are definitely all like oh this is from july too never feel ashamed of loving a horror movie oh we send these on october 4th jesus okay it, this was a while ago never feel ashamed of loving a horror movie others think is terrible there are actual people existing in the world whose favorite movie franchise is the fast and oh. furious what? we said yes shane there's literally dozens of us boy do we have a podcast <laughs> for you it got one like from shane so charity Charity gets a point. Gets a point. Charity community chest. There we go. And then our guest that episode, Matt Delhauer, found Portia Boyd Chapman at Portia Boyd. I loved at Jason Momoa six, which is not Jason Momoa on Twitter. <laughs> in hashtag Fast X, the genie outfit, the scrunchie, the glasses on the chain like a grandma, painted nails, rings, and personality. He had me cracking up. And then a picture of Jason Momoa on the car in his purple peacocking outfit yes and we said if you could build if you can build this outfit out of what you already have in the closet into a halloween costume then boy do we have a podcast for you no interactions sorry matt swing the miss sorry matt so my twitter account is at hudson kate so i and the other kate hudson does not have a twitter so during before you know who ruined the site i used to get tagged in all sorts of weird shit oh i'm sure but the best one do you remember the chocolate rain guy, Tazon? Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, yes, yes. He followed me overnight one night, and I woke up to look at his account, and he had unfollowed me when he realized I was. Oh, it wasn't Kate Hudson. Oh, yeah. that you, sh- oh, you terrible, terrible boy. He did me dirty. Joe, we'll start with you. You sent me the tweet on Facebook. Can you please read your tweet, who it's from, and how you want to respond? My tweet's from Stens at StensimpTM. Hobbs and Shaw soundtrack is an absolute banger laughing my ass off. LMAO. Sten, we were just watching Hobbs and Shaw and had the exact same thoughts. It might be the best soundtrack in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. This tweet is from May 10th, 2021. Who knows if it's going to work, but... You never know. I just wanted to find anyone else that agreed with me that that soundtrack is fucking fire. So that's that's what I was looking for today. Well, Michelle Farley, past guest of the show, Justin Kleiman's friend, already liked the t- the retweet. So there's another point in your fit. Not not a point. No, not Ooh. a point to you, but oh. another point that like they're gonna get another notification to, on top of our like and retweet. And sorry. So they're gonna be like, why did repost. somebody? I I also I like I mean I've you know I've been playing the game lately, but I really like digging up like a two year old tweet. Mm-hmm. And hoping that it gets some traction from our fans. Just I don't so somebody's know that it's like, what the fuck is happening? Worked. I don't know uh, if it's no. ever worked, but you never know. Well, guess what? Guess how old my tweet is. 
2009. It's October 20th, 2021. Ooh, okay, cool. Okay. Can, can you Go send ahead. It, can you DM it to fast to too fast too forever after you read it? Oh, you put, she it, put, it, in, put here. it in chat. Okay, I'll, I'll awesome. get it. I got, I, got, I, got, I got it. I'm good. I'm good. Please hit us with your tweet. Okay, this is from at Bonsai Brandon, and it has an image. I think the funniest thing about the Hobbs and Shaw film was that the rock reads Nietzsche while shucking raw eggs. And it is an image of the rock shucking raw eggs into a cup with a book of Nietzsche with a flower as his bookmark. It's adorable. I also, when, when he like, when he brought it, like I saw that this time watching it and I was like, and then I'm like, oh, they thought that was a really clever callback when he quotes Nietzsche later. Oh, for sure. He's flexing this. And this, and the eggs. Yeah. Kate, how do you want to respond to Bonsai Brandon? I want to be real weird. So let's say... Honestly, if we ever get to a point where like we get reported for this game and our Twitter accounts get banned, I consider that an ultimate win for this game. Yeah, I think I think we just pack it up. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's just it. That's like, yeah. Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't want to try for that, but like, if it happens, it's a nice exit strategy. That's sick. I mean, we could do it really quick. Well, not anymore because Mr. Tweet made free speech legal again. But I was going to say we could probably do it pretty quick. I have some ideas. <laughs> you wouldn't like you wouldn't like them. Yeah, these are pretty good ideas. If we wanted to, we wanted to wrap this up. I got some shit that we could probably <laughs> say to get us banned. Mm-hmm. I chug raw eggs with you in the rock any day of the week. Nietzsche, winky face. Like it's like weirdly sexual. I you made it horny. I like it. You your mission is accomplished. Please tell me. I would chug raw eggs with you any day of the week. We'd chug. I'd say we'd chug raw eggs with you in the rock while reading Nietzsche any day of the week. Winky face. Boy, do we have a podcast? Boy, do we have a podcast for you? Yeah. He's gonna be like, what? Yeah, and it's a two-year-old tweet. That's gonna be. That's gonna be so weird. The wink is the creepy part. Yes. I yeah. put the wink in the tweet. It looks horrific. <laughs> but I'm sending it. I was going to say the too uh, late to put a car emoji too. <laughs> too late. Sorry, Kate. I sent. I, I can't. I can't resend this tweet. This tweet's already out into the world. <laughs> All right. I found Ricky Valero at Ricky Valero underscore, and the I'm, I'm the tweet's fine, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain why I picked this tweet. I'm beginning to wonder when Fast 11 will come out because I heard they're doing Hobbs and Shaw 2 before they begin filming Fast 11. With that, we are probably looking at maybe 2026 before Fast 11, question mark. I'm just like, you know, we've had this kind of conversation before. His bio says Zac Efron Oscar campaign manager. So this is just a dude who's <laughs> tweeting about Fast and Furious and who loves Zac Efron. And I'm like, uh, you, f- you found like a, pr- so this person is definitely never responding. No. Ever. Because though- yeah, we find people that are like, we love guys named Joe. We love Fast and the Furious and we love podcasts. Mm-hmm. And we're like, mm-hmm. it's for you. And they're like, no, thanks. <laughs> My profile picture is Paddington 2. My handle is a Taylor Swift quote. <laughs> and it's all about spring breakers. And it's just like, yeah, hello. And they're you, like, you, nope. you're the fan. This this account has been deleted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they said something racist. Uh... I'm saying we've tried to figure this out so many times that we have no idea either. The longer we wait, though, the, the, long, the, the sooner Zac Efron can replace Scott Eastwood as little nobody, though, right? Boy, do we Excellent. have a for you. Yeah, wait, give Excellent. the drooling emoji, though. I'm not <laughs> doing the drooling emoji, Kate. <laughs> <It's so good. laughs> 
<laughs> said that you want to get banned from Twitter. I'm just trying to help you. Drooling trying. emoji, peach emoji, <laughs> clapping emoji. Kate, Kate, thank you so much for giving us all these emojis and for joining us tonight in the podcast. <laughs> I guess play me out, keyboard cat. Can you please tell us about Bravo Replay? It's out every Tuesday now, which is a wonderful data release podcast. It is. Yeah, you can listen to us and then go right listen to Kate right afterwards. Exactly, exactly. You don't even have to listen to us. Just download our show. I mean, same. Just go download Bravo Replay. Give us good reviews. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Just And follow up. Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off if you don't like the show. (laughs) I mean. You can do what you want if you hate it. I just, I, my ego is so fragile. I cannot take any sort of criticism. So keep that in mind. I do like that with that in mind, you're like, I think a public forum for me to share my thoughts and opinions is a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've been doing it for years on the internet. I know. (laughs) And so, Kate, Kate, you have some of like the most wonderful takes we've ever seen on the internet. And then sometimes Rachel reads me one of your tweets and I'm like, what the fuck is Kate talking about today? <laughs> Some of them, I'm just like, you are so off. And like, oh, I man. I know. I know. And I, I want you to know, I know when I'm off, too. I do. I understand it. Okay. You're self-aware enough to know that this is like a bad take, but it's something you believe in. Oh, I know. But it's really funny to piss people off. I was just I was just hearkening back to the bagel tweet and we just, just spiraled. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it like, it, I like, heard, got I yeah. And I I I like I like a dry bagel. What can I say? I like the whisper of the hint of cream cheese. Like, why are they giving you inches of cream cheese on oh, your Oh, I was no, I was involved in this. Yes, <laughs> it, got, it was so bad. Joey got involved. That's I, how I, bad I don't it was. Interact with anybody on Twitter? No. <laughs> well, no, you're too busy sending them thirst treats about Zac Efron. <laughs> you know what? When you're right, you're right. I'm gonna go respond. That's a good take. I'm gonna go respond to that tweet with the drooling emoji. <laughs> just because it's 160 characters of drooling. Kate, we're up to 240 characters now. You can do even more droolings. Just copy and paste like Channing Tatum replying in the if you, emails. If you give Mr. Tweet eight dollars, you can pretty much send an infinite Ooh. amount of drools if you want. <laughs> can you mm-hmm, imagine? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Joe, our next episode, we are in December now, so happy December. We are in the month of, we are doing, we've got a Christmas movie coming out that uh, listeners to the show with good memories will remember exactly what Christmas movie we're doing this year. But before then- Oh, yes, that's true. I forgot that we committed to that. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes, Mm -hmm. cool. It's the movie that we thought we were watching last time that we were not watching. This one is probably going to be worse, but more of what we thought, but we'll get there when we get there. Between now and then, though, our next episode is a submarine movie- Crimson Tide from 1995. Ooh. Crimson oh. Tide. There's a, there were a lot of submarine movies that I could have picked for this lap, and I went with this one. I've never seen like any of them. Like I was thinking, you know, K19, The Widowmaker. There's a lot. Some of all fear. Like there's not some of all fears. Hunter Red October. Like there's a lot of submarine movies. Like The Hunter Killer, Gerard Butler, 2018. Mm, but I went with Crimson Tide. So hopefully that's a good one. Who it's, knows? Wait, you haven't seen it? No. No. Oh, it's good, Denzel. Very very cool. That's our next episode, Crimson Tide. Also, next week, there's going to be a new episode of Bravo Replay, so go check that out. But for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on just about every platform. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com, our store at cageclub.me slash shop. We got a couple sales recently, which is very exciting. Um, 
I don't know who's buying it, but thank you for buying it. Um, And come back next week as we talk about Crimson Tide starring Denzel. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was the host of Bravo Replay, Kate Hudson. And we will tell you all about it when we see you. 